0: Hey there, it's Laverne McKinnon. I'm a career coach and certified grief recovery specialist, and I'm so happy to welcome you to the Moonshot Mentor Blogcast. I share stories, insights, and tools to help you achieve your dreams. And you probably already know this, but achieving your dreams means you're going to encounter failures and mistakes and face plants. So it's really critical to mourn these losses, which is why I'm both a coach and a grief doula. I like to refer to this podcast as a blogcast because I'm reading my blog for those who prefer listening listening over reading. Today, I'm going to talk about how life has not been easy for my sister Teresa over the last couple of years. And these difficult times have really reinforced for me how important it is to witness and validate one's grief. And having family and loved ones really helps to find strength and purpose in the face of adversity. I also talk about some things you may not know about grief. Honestly, there are so many misconceptions that need to be dispelled. Okay, so here we go. Let's start out by wishing my sister, Teresa, a happy birthday. My sister is funny, thoughtful, warm, loving, and really an incredible human sister, mom, grandmother. I've looked up to her for as long as I can remember. She taught me how to read before I started kindergarten. She would buy me Richie Rich comic books, shared her secret stash of Hershey chocolate bars, showed me how to shave my pits, let me wear the really nice clothes she bought from the money she earned by working at Burger King. She calls me Bubba and I call her Tree Tree. And as I said, she's been through a lot in the last few years. Shortly before COVID lockdown, a little over three years ago, a small lump was found in Teresa's right breast. No big alarm bells went off, and she was told to schedule a follow up visit in six months with her doctor. Well, as we all know, the medical community was overwhelmed and routine visits were not possible in the fall of 2020. When Teresa was finally able to get that follow-up visit in the fall of 2021, the small lump had grown to the size of a tennis ball, which was significant on her 5 foot2 frame. I actually think the mask was as big or bigger than her boob. The breast cancer diagnosis was understandably scary and a shock and it was complicated by her original doctor having retired and it was like a mess of insurance approvals and who would cover what and pay how much. When living on a lean budget, it's so difficult to navigate the cost of healthcare against the potential risks, side effects and outcomes. I, I know it's a, it's a blog for another day. The tennis ball was removed right after Thanksgiving and right after that, her longtime partner, Joe got COVID. Initially, it seemed like it might be a bad cold or maybe it was more of a hope that it was a bad cold, but his struggle with breathing, loss of energy and underlying conditions made a visit to the ER necessary. Joe was admitted to the hospital for a few days. There were several times that the doctor said to Teresa that they were doing everything they could, but the rest was up to Joe and God. I distinctly recall two conversations in which Joe was going to go home and then his condition would worsen. Both times it felt like a sucker punch to have hope fueled and then be told going home wasn't possible. Joe refused to go on a ventilator and Teresa and his kids were not allowed to see him unless there was a, quote, change in condition, unquote. That's code for things are going south. So while waiting for calls or messages from the hospital about a change in condition, Teresa met with her doctor to figure out her treatment plan. Chemo, no radiation. After that, there would be another scan to make sure that the cancer hadn't spread. Teresa got to see Joe on three occasions, the last one being the day before he died. The day he died was the day he agreed to go on a ventilator. They put him on at 4 a.m. And while he and Teresa didn't get to speak right before that moment, I can hear his sweet, slow drawl and know deep in my bones that he would have said to her, you're awfully cute. I love you you and talk to you after they take me off this darn thing. And in life's great ironies, or maybe a celebration of universal love, the day Joe died was also the day Teresa's fourth grandchild was born. I spent time with my sister after Joe died, visiting her in Tennessee. We shaved her head because her hair was falling out in clumps. We went shopping for a prosthetic bra, not so much for vanity's sake, but so that when she wore t shirts, people wouldn't stare at her uneven chest. I'd sit at her feet while we watched television and she'd massage my head and shoulders like when we were kids. We organized some things, cooked veggies and fish, reminisced. I met some of her friends and we went to Joe's church to feel closer to him. We laughed a lot. I can't tell you why or what triggered the laughter, but it was there my sis has a silly streak a mile wide. It's always like one of those like you had to be there jokes. So A few things that you may not know about grief, whether it's bereavement or disenfranchised grief. The first is that grief is a social construct and it's informed by various beliefs, everything that you learn from your family, your community, religion. So this means that you may be told how to grieve properly, but the truth is that there is no one right way. Choose to accept what you've been taught or find your own mourning process. Do what's right for you. Second, typically grief is a non-linear experience. There are days you may feel fine and other days you're on the floor. It does not mean there's something wrong with you. It simply means that you're orienting to the loss. Third, Grief is not just an emotional experience. It's also a physiological one. Amazing studies are being done about how grief impacts the brain and our bodies. Many people experience memory loss, are confused, and have difficulty focusing, have a loss or increase of appetite, sleep a ton, or are insomniacs. Don't judge yourself or others for how they are grieving. Get curious and show grace. Fourth, Studies have also shown that having grief witnessed and validated can support people to find helpful meaning after loss and regain a sense of control. Oftentimes, people feel helpless, hopeless, or powerless in the face of grief. Your ability to hold space for yourself or others during grief is the ultimate act of love and kindness. And then finally, research has also shown that most people have conflicting feelings while mourning, which causes confusion and shame. It's absolutely normal to feel both relief and and resentment, or joy and sadness, or any other contradictory combination. Again, there's no one right way to grieve. Three months post chemo, Teresa got the all clear on her scans. She spent the last year or so visiting her three kids and the grandchildren. It's brought her so much joy and groundedness. Last month, she sold the house she and Joe shared and moved back to Illinois. That's another loss. Even though it's her choice, there's still sadness and relief and longing. My sister is a private person I'm grateful that she allowed me in during the peak of her losses. And as close as we are, it really deepened our intimacy and connection. I share all of this with you today for two reasons. The desire to publicly wish my sister happy birthday and to celebrate her. I still look up to her every single day. And when I'm scared or anxious, I'm grateful to be able to call her. Just the sound of her voice when she says, hey, Bubba, what's up? It really brings me to a place of safety and security. And then second, I, I've realized that I had Push my sadness about my sister's cancer and the death of Joe and the selling of their house to the back burner. In writing this, I'm allowing myself to be witnessed and hopefully validated. In retelling in this short form the events of what happened, it also allows me to emotionally and intellectually sort through it. It's a kind of ritual to help me find meaning and agency. The meaning I'm making from these events is that family matters. The agency is taking the step to write about it. So happy birthday, Tree Tree. And a question for you who are listening. What sadness may you be holding that has not yet had a chance to be witnessed or validated? I'd really love to hear your thoughts. Dave, Jay, Dennis, Lisa, I really appreciate your comments. I'd like to encourage anyone else who's listening, please, please drop me a comment. You can also visit me at moonshotmentor.com or follow me on social media at moonshotmentor on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you enjoy what you hear, I would appreciate if you could subscribe to my blogcast. It's going to help me achieve my moonshot of 5,000 subscribers. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a really great week.